Okay, people, it's episode two of Just for Sport with Jamoke. Do you know what pickleball is? It's a mixture of tennis, badminton, and table tennis. And it may be the best in one of the few live sporting events in the U.S. on ESPN 3 for a while. And it's being produced by the guy coming up next, Harry Chickma of Harry Chickma Productions. We talk pickleball, tennis, and sports production. It's Just for Sport with Jamoke on the Props Network in three, two, one. Joining me now is the CEO of Harry Chickma Productions, the Emmy Award-winning sports anchor in New York, none other than Harry Chickma. Thank you for joining me. I really appreciate it. How are you doing? Oh, it's a pleasure and honor to be on your show, and uh, it's great that you're still working and keeping the sports world around uh, during this tough time, so thank you. It is quite difficult. Thank you. I mean, it's, you know, as you know, uh, from your experience as well, your production company, it's just not easy. When sports stopped, you know, in in many ways, the world stopped if you're in sports production, Uh, but it really didn't. And you found a niche way to do it, so to speak. Uh, with a special production that you're doing that we'll go into in a little bit. But first, let's talk about uh, your production company, Harry Chickma Productions. How did you start it? Uh, Just tell us a little bit of background. Well, I mean, you and I are both uh, on-air personalities in our own right. And, uh, you know, it's amazing how I guess you could say in many respects, like the cream rises to the top just naturally because our business has changed so much. Um, you know, I went to Rutgers University, played uh, Division One tennis there and, you know, played some pro and decided not to play pro tennis because I knew I wouldn't make much money at my level. Um, so I went to Sioux City, Iowa and uh, was a sports anchor out there uh, right out of college and eventually worked up, you know, from Sioux City to Springfield, Mass, to Providence, to Hartford, Connecticut, um, and then finally to New York. But when they taught me how to do camera work and they uh, they taught me how to edit and I had to shoot all those high school games with a camera for those Friday night high school shows. At the moment, I hated doing it, but it turned out to be the best thing that ever happened because it gave yeah. me the idea and the knowledge of how to, um, you know, produce my own shows. So, you know, well over like close to 15 years ago on um, when I was a uh, producer and anchor at NBC in Providence, Rhode Island, my hometown, um, I was the producer and the number three anchor. I made the decision to start a tennis show. So the first tennis show I ever did, I actually bought the airtime because I didn't know what I was, you know, I didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. So New, New England Sports Network, uh, Nesson, um, gave me the opportunity to have a show. They approved it, which was great because they knew I was a tennis guy. And I went to all the small clubs in Rhode Island and Boston and raised some money, a couple thousand bucks to buy the airtime. Back then, believe it or not, we weren't in HD. That was before HD. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty crazy. And uh, and I bought like a $200 camera and I went and I interviewed John McEnroe um, and he was wondering what the heck I was doing. He's like, what are you doing? <laughs> because, uh, this is McEnroe. And he's like, why do you have a $200 camera? And I usually get interviewed with like $100,000 trucks. Yeah. So, um, so I put that interview and edited it myself, which again, I was telling you how we all learned, you know, in, in our earlier stages. And uh, I put the show on and it was good. The quality was terrible, but the show was good. And as, as things evolved, um, my first ever real production was like like a year after, about 14 years ago. I produced a fencing event um, that a friend got like, you know, convinced someone to pay me to do it. And that's when it exploded. So since then, to fast forward, 
Um, you know, we produce a lot of niche sports, like we'll do tennis, fencing, um, we ping pong, like random sports live, but we also do a lot of documentaries um, with celebrities, you know, Floyd Mayweather, Richard Branson, mm. uh, Billie Jean King, we'll, we'll do a lot of their foundation videos and, uh, and, and, you know, smaller events like United States uh, Junior Nationals Girls Basketball, we produce all their sizzle reels. And so it's really like niche sports and, you know, celebrity athletes. And then, you know, probably my favorite one of them and the biggest is uh, we do the one of the Olympic events for fencing, um, which airs on NBC and the Olympic Channel. And like it's a pretty big production. It's like a six figure mm -hmm. budget. And like it's pretty big time. We have like super slow mo cameras that are five thousand dollars each. So, you know, wow. we, we, yeah, so we've, we've done it all. And, you know, it's it's been great. But uh, but. It's amazing. Uh, you know, obviously anyone in the entertainment industry got extremely hammered. We were on the fr front line of getting, uh, you know, financially hammered with this event. You know, hundreds of thousands of dollars of productions literally were canceled in one day, mm -hmm. uh, not only for me, but for everyone. Um, so, you know, what I guess we'll talk about later, like, yeah, I mean, it's amazing and amazing to still be doing an event right now. And, um, the good news for all of us will be hopefully back up and running if we can survive this uh, Corona situation. Everything's going to come back. But in the meantime, you know, the world stopped. <laughs> and, and, and when the world stopped, did you expect this mass, um, not just postponement, but, you know, just it was so immediate. The NBA one day said, hey, we're postponing. And then, you know, uh, NCAA hockey then baseball well they're still postponing the the start of the season but you know that may go on longer and then we just found out yesterday as we're recording this yesterday the IOC said they're going to move the Olympics to 2021 did you ever expect it on this large scale or did in your mind you just thought okay maybe it'll be two weeks three weeks but no this is huge yeah, absolutely I mean when it first started happening I, uh, you know, I was obviously scared like everyone else, but I remember hearing about the coronavirus like a couple months ago and not even knowing what it was. I mean, who would have thought that it would ever affect the world in the history like this? But mm -hmm. then, um, you know, I remember my friend asked me, he's like, Harry, do you really think the NCAA tournament can get canceled? Because that's when things started going down. And I literally said, like, well, I'm a tennis guy and Indian Wells just got canceled. That's um, in Indian mm -hmm. Wells, California. That's our fifth Grand Slam of tennis. It's yeah. the fifth biggest event. When that got canceled, you know, I said, guys, I love tennis, but let's be honest, it's only tennis. They're not going to cancel the NCAA. They're not. And then all of a sudden, you know, a couple players in the NBA got it. The NBA canceled. And that was the first domino. When the NBA mm -hmm. did it, everyone had to. And, and I could not believe it because just the, the millions and billions of dollars on the line for each like one of these games in the NBA and then to cancel all of them in every league. It, it, I feel like for me personally, seeing all the leagues get canceled and then seeing Las Vegas shut down with the strip, yeah. those are the biggest for me. I'm like, because I, I work in the industry of entertainment. I know how much money's there. I mean, each day, millions of dollars. So uh, it's really unreal. And I feel like it's only fair to the world to just, just stop everything financially and just let mm -hmm. us all stop and, <laughs> and let the world like take two months off everyone and, and give us it because it's just too much money being lost um, with all these cancellations, you know? How did you being a professional tennis player help shape who you are today, having a production company, juggling, you know, and I'm sure wearing so many different hats? 
Well, tennis, um, you know, I, I truly do believe and know that if you're a good division one player, almost in any sport really, but like for sure in tennis, uh, especially in doubles. Cause I always say that I was, you know, an Ivy league type of singles player, which is good Rutgers. We were in the big East, but similar to Ivy, but in doubles, I could play with the, you know, the best in the world, in my opinion. And I proved it. Now mm -hmm. I have friends who are much better than me who played for Brown university, like Jamie Saratani, who really are, you know, he's top 40 in the world. So like we really had that level of play and every single one of my friends who I grew up with who played for Harvard, played for Brown, played for Notre Dame, you know, played for UCLA, Rutgers, whatever. They all have great careers. You know, um, it really creates a special like warrior in business. Like these guys who played tennis, you just have this charisma and this inner faith because it's such an individual sport. And mm -hmm. people think we're crazy. When, when we consider tennis to be like boxing, they think mm -hmm. we're nuts. They're like, what are you talking about? Ten Some people don't think tennis is a sport. They're like, but anyone who knows the sport and watches the U.S. Open, I mean, it really is like boxing. You go out there individually, and it's one-on-one, mm -hmm. -on -one, and the preparation is the same. You just don't hit each other physically. Um, so it, it creates a really good uh, mind for business, and that definitely is what led to my company because, um, you know, I was a sports anchor in Springfield, Mass., and I remember just like working so hard and not making a lot of money. Um, you know, my first anchor job, I made $18,000 a year in Iowa. Springfield, I was only doing weekends and, and then freelancing, making like 18 grand, sleeping on an air mattress. And I just remember watching yeah. these shows, uh, you know, watching these shows on TV and seeing friends of mine kind of like being on national TV for one day, whether it was like a poker event and one of my friends in the business was doing the courtside reporting or was whether it was a, a pool, you know how they show pool on ESPN. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I would see my friends doing the reporting and I'd be like, wow, he was just on ESPN. And then I realized that it wasn't a full time job. It was just a one off production. Mm -hmm. And that's what gave me the idea to create my company, because I'm like, OK, even though they were only on ESPN once, they were still on national TV. And here I am in Springfield making 18 grand a year. And that's when it gave me the idea to create productions. I realized that in sports, it's such an honor to be on the news. It is for me, my favorite thing is to be on the news, but the money is really in production. You know, the money in sports is, is in the Super Bowl. It's in the games, you know, it's in uh, the commercials, you know, mm -hmm. it's in the bowl games, every bowl game, Papa John's or, you know, name a bowl, you know, capital mm -hmm. one. That's where the money in sports is. So I realized that through survival of the fittest. And, and I realized that, you know, I can put myself on TV if I really want, you know, and that's that's what I ended up doing with my tennis show. And, you know, now I don't really host my shows. I'm, you know, I'm the producer, but, you mm -hmm. know, I could if I wanted. And 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 that's what forced me to, um, you know, to start my company. I was like sick and tired of making no money, you know, yeah. just, just anchoring in a small market, you know. And now let's hope this is you've already made some decent money, but now this may put you in, in a new stratosphere because you are hosting maybe the only live sporting event in America. It's the Pickleball Mania World Pickleball Championship on ESPN three produced by Harry Chickma Productions. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. And I actually did play Division One tennis, too, at a HBCU, not at wow. your level. But, yeah, I did play tennis, and I love the Where? sport. But uh, Coppin State in Baltimore. But, you That's know, great. yeah, I, I really in, enjoyed it, enjoyed my time there. And, and like you talk about being at an individual sport, um, you are the single individual game that will be on ESPN3. 
talk about what you are doing, how it came about in, in getting ready for this show tomorrow. Well, I mean, you know, really like the, the motto of our company, I always say is really team because honestly, it really is team. Um, I owe it to, to my guys, but, but also um, it's customization. So, you know, we created this event. We did. And, and I am 100% all about us losing money to, to save lives, you know, with this Corona thing. Um, mm -hmm. I have people come up to me before doing the, the uh, pickleball. We're also, by the way, doing platform tennis. So we're doing pickleball and then we're going to do platform tennis next week. Uh, okay. For ESPN. And, um, you know, and, and I created those events with with the tournament directors. Uh, Ryan Sherry and PJ Jensen are the tournament director for pickleball. And then Bob Considine is the tournament director for platform tennis. So I knew that they were specialists in the field. So uh, so I came up with the idea and I said I called them. I'm like, guys, and, and these are smaller sports where, uh, you know, we have the top four players in the world playing in both of these events. So that's the beauty. I mean, we weren't going to get LeBron James and, uh, you know, the Greek freak to play a pickup game in basketball, but we could yeah. get the top four in pickleball and, uh, and uh, platform tennis. So that, that, that's why I kind of like putting sports like this on the air because, you know, it's more fun and, the, and you can, you know, you get the top guys. So, um, so I do owe the tournament directors for that. Um, but it just came to my mind because people were calling me and a lot of people have called me and said, Harry, like, you know, can we put this basketball event on and, you know, we can test people for coronavirus. And, you know, and I said, listen, if we do an event with fans and we're taking up tests for people like there's a big shortage of tests. I'm, I said, you, you're going to be hated in the world if you're taking up coronavirus tests to do a basketball game on TV. It's, so I didn't want to do it. I did not approve <laughs> of that. And yeah. I, uh, I actually rejected the offer. Um, or the, even the idea to pitch it. But this, mm -hmm. I said, you know what? We're doing it in a private residence. We're doing it in quarantine. It's four guys. Believe it or not, we have a two-person crew because we're actually, instead of actually having camera people, we mm -hmm. only have one camera guy, but we have all the cameras stationary locked in place. And mm -hmm. that's the beauty of these smaller sports like ping pong, pickleball, and, and, um, and uh, platform tennis is that it's such mm -hmm. a small venue. You could never do this for soccer. You know, but for something like this, you can just put the cameras in locked in place. So we're able to do a really good production with a small amount of people. And, and it's like it's only four athletes and then our two production guys. And then we have like the so it's really like six to eight people in the whole thing. And it's going to look amazing. So um, so it was perfect for the uh, occasion for the quarantine and coronavirus problem. And, you know, and ESPN, they're my friends. You know, we've done a lot of shows together. So mm -hmm. so they they were very amazing to, to agree to it. And, um, you know, we couldn't have done it without, without them. So it's pretty special. Now it's a fast growing sport. Do you play it yourself? And, and if so, how, cause it's, it's basically, it's like a mixture between tennis and, and ping pong, so to speak. If you could describe a little bit more about, um, how it's played. And then of course the platform tennis. Well, platform tennis has the same scoring as normal tennis. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, they're both, uh, you know, they both have similarities to tennis. Uh, pickleball, believe it or not, has a different type of scoring where you have to serve in order to win the point. And, um, you know, it's a really fast game. Uh, I will say pickleball is one of the fastest growing sports in the world. And the reason that I don't play either of them is, one, I'm, I'm still obsessed with tennis. And I, uh, <laughs> I, I still play tennis every day. Also, like... Uh, you know, all my friends who 
I have a lot of friends who like yourself who played great college tennis and they actually gave up tennis to play squash and they ended wow. up playing division one squash without ever playing. I mean, you know, tennis, you need to spend your whole life, but I yeah. have training, but I have friends who, um, who played, gave up their tennis and ended up playing division one squash. So it just shows that all of us tennis players can easily go to these other racket sports. But so that's why I, I don't want to give up tennis yet. So I've actually never played pickleball. And I've never played platform tennis, but um, but I'm excited to believe believe it or not, this is the first time I've ever covered them. So so um, we you know we produce a lot of niche sports where we've never covered them before. So that's mm-hmm. why I have uh, you know a good color commentator there who can you know inform the fans of this sport. Yeah, to save to save money, we would always practice on the uh, on on the squash courts instead of getting buying court time in a bubble during the winter time. Um, when you're doing this this sport you're producing this content did the players have to be quarantined for the two weeks how do you kind of make sure that they're okay health wise because the entire sports world may be focused on this game on espn3 yeah i mean this honestly like i uh i'm probably one of the biggest advocates for staying at home i mean for example i uh i'm actually producing from home um Mm -hmm. we have like a, a setup here with with skype and other things my, uh, my director's there. I didn't want to miss this for the world. This is actually a pretty big production for us. But I, um, we decided I'm not going to go because I'm located in the New York City area. And, you know, I don't have it, but it's New York. You know, anything, mm-hmm. it's the, one of the epicenters. So, um, you know, we're really taking this seriously to, to respect, like, the social responsibility. So the players have been, like, you know, staying out of public. And it's four of them. And they're all, you know, thankfully they're all okay. And then, you know, my team's been quarantining our two guys there. So it's really a, only about seven people on site and everyone's been quarantined and healthy and no fans are allowed. And it's a private residence. We're actually doing it at someone's um, private facility and we're doing it at someone's house. The platform wow. tennis is being done at someone's house. Uh, it's a gentleman who owns a platform tennis court. So, you know, that's perfect because we're actually playing while quarantined, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Yeah, uh, I take it there's there's there aren't going to be any Las Vegas numbers or over under who's going to win any That's of that. Qu- action? You know, I, it's happened so quickly. And, uh, you know, ESPN and I just I mean, this whole situation has happened so quickly. Right. Coronavirus. Mm-hmm. Our whole world just disappeared in, in sports. Uh, so so this also has happened quickly. I, I don't know how we could get this to the Vegas folks, um, but uh, but it is the top four players in the world It is airing on the worldwide leader of sports and uh, it is going to be competed. And from what I've been told by friends, the, the people in Vegas are voting on like if Donald Trump itches his nose or not in the press conference, like they're vote, they're, they're gambling <laughs> on anything. Like, like if, if Dr. Fauci, like, you know, sc- scratches his left ear, they're, they're gambling on. So I can't imagine why they wouldn't <laughs> want to gamble on the only live sport in the world on ESPN. So we should find a way to get that to them. Do you have a favorite? Can you tell us who the the players Johns. are? Yeah, Ben Johns, number one. He's he's he's. I think he's you know the guy that could win. He he's our big star, but they're the top four guys in the world. So as a fellow tennis player, you're definitely going to want to watch this. It's going to be a lot of fun. 
All right, it'll be this Thursday, tomorrow at noon, streaming exclusively on ESPN3. It's the Pickleball Mania World Pickleball Championships. Thank you very much for taking some time out of your day, Harry Chickma of Harry Chickma Productions. Uh, We wish you the best with this uh, event, and we'll be watching, as everyone else can. You can tune in for all three matches live on ESPN3. The, uh, the their streaming players, uh, computers and mobile devices. And the final match will be presented on tape delay. Uh, how is that going to, to play out, that it's on tape delay? One last sure. question. Um, yeah, for both our events. And, and but yeah, that, I mean, first of all, I'm very grateful that we're doing this interview. You're, you're a class act. But um, you're Thank better you. than Thank me you. on air. You're be- we might need you to host some of our shows. But, um, but regardless, uh, we're doing the whole thing live on ESPN3. A lot of networks wanted it. But, um, you know, out of respect for ESPN, we're keeping it exclusive there. However, like we do with a lot of our shows, um, we are taking the finals and we're going to kind of chop it down into a 30-minute um, broadcast. It's only about 40 minutes of action. So the finals, okay. we're going to chop out 10 minutes of it. And, um, and then we're going to put it in two and a half to three weeks. We're going to put it on like uh, all over the world, really, in 100 million households on different networks, like the regional sports networks. So um, like one of them is 11 sports network. Um, you know, we have Comcast network, things like that on television. So we're going to take the finals, chop it into 30 minutes, and it's going to air probably, you know, three, four, five, six times on each network. So you can check your local listings in a couple of weeks. All right. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Harry. I really appreciate it. I wish you the best. I'll be watching. Uh, maybe, you know, when the temperature is better, I'll get out there and try some pickleball myself. I wish you the best. Uh, and thank you for being a guest on Just for Sport with Jamoke. Well, thanks for listening. You're the man. It's an honor. And that's a wrap for episode two of Just for Sport with Jamoke. Thank you very much for listening. I want to thank Harry Chickma for joining me. I hope everything goes well. He's going to be in charge of the only live sporting event on ESPN3. Uh, I'm going to be watching and hope you are too. And then you can check the final out at a later date on a variety of national and international networks. It should be fun. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, For the Props Network, I'm Jamoke Davis. Ciao for now.